Welcome to the Full Dive Gaming Podcast, bringing you a full dive of news, discussions, and insights you need for VR gaming. This podcast is brought to you by Asterian Products. They make amazing VR, AR accessories, VR headset stands, headphone stands. Check them out on Amazon. I'm Jay Bratt. I'm a VR YouTuber and sometimes streamer. I'm Nat Bratt, a VR enthusiast who really needs to branch out and play other VR games than Demio. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Lipnox VR, a Quest YouTuber covering so much VR. So much. Well, if you're out there, you know our podcast. We're here to keep you up to date. We talk about all the questions that we get from all of you. We talk about the latest, greatest VR news. And we discuss games we've been checking out recently. So if you're here on YouTube... Good to see you. And if you're listening to us, we're anywhere you need to be. We got all kinds of questions. Nat, what do we got? From Play PSVR, we have a couple questions. And their first question was, are you going to quit the quest nonsense when PSVR 2 comes out? (laughs) I don't think so. I I think we like to, you know, talk about all kinds of different headsets. But maybe Play PSVR is just talking about, like, which headset you're going to make your daily driver or something. And mm. I think this is mostly directed at you, Jay. Well, yeah, I I think that overall the podcast or even if they're talking about the YouTube channels, I think sadly the Quest 2 is still going to be a big focus of VR or the Quest 3 for the next year or two because it's wireless. Frankly, that's what we talk about. And it's also what we talk about the most because it's what I play on the most because it's wireless. You pop a headset on, you're in a game, you take it off, you set it back down, you move on with your day. It's really easy. I will say when the PSVR 2 comes out, though, I think I will get back to streaming more because it's going to be like one button hit to stream on the PSVR 2, where streaming on the Quest is an absolute nightmare. There's no easy way to do it. So, of course, Play PSVR has their own agenda in asking this question. But Lip, (laughs) Lip, you kind of started your channel around PSVR, didn't you? And kind of gravitated to Quest also. Yeah, I think... uh... Te- technically speaking, I ha- I did get the quest around that same time that I just did the YouTube channel beginning points. Um, but my most successful video was definitely that Minecraft joke video, which was PlayStation <laughs> VR. So I ended up just, you know, I've got a lot of people that, you know, only have PlayStation VR that follow my channel. And unfortunately for them, pretty much nothing I do anymore is PlayStation <laughs> VR related. Uh, I think that realistically, for, for a lot of people, bigger channels and everything, if, if you're playing a game on you know on like a video for streaming you obviously want the game to look the absolute best and it's going to look the best on psvr too so i think there's no question in that but i do think at the same time there's a good contention for being like well there's an enormous amount of quest 2s in the market of people going on youtube watching reviews and maybe not so many playstation vr 2s yet so Mm -hmm. it could be a battle of do you want the game to just look the best or do you want to you know give people the review for the games that they're buying because you know, there's there's, there's going to be a huge audience to go to PlayStation VR, but you you said it right there. The wired aspect combined with the lack of having apps like VR chat that, you know, just there's so many things on the Quest 2 that are completely for free right now. It's just it, and it's standalone. You don't need to you can bring it anywhere. You can bring it to your friend's house. You can, it's such an easy sell to show to your friends. I just for me, I'm going to keep covering Quest 2 stuff. If I had both systems and there was no price contention of how much games cost and everything. Obviously, I'm going to want to be playing PlayStation VR 2 games <laughs> over Quest 2 games. There's no no doubt in my mind about that. But I think that for my channel, it's just, it's the best to continue covering Quest 2. Yeah, it's so portable. We're not going to quit this Quest nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have both. Yeah, the Quest is kind of the Nintendo Switch of the VR realm. Mm, you know, it's portable. Yeah. You take it everywhere. It doesn't look as good. But I think about, I have a PS5 and a Switch, and I play my switch more just yeah. because it's it's easy it's got great games and the ps5 looks great but it's it's more work and less games so i'm hoping yeah. the psvr 2 is going to change that mm-hmm. play psvr also asked who do you think you are probably <laughs> i think this is a reference to the office there's this scene where michael is exit interviewing toby and he's like who do you who do you think you are what gives you the right so i think that was where they were going with this so he, he guessed what we were going to say then he already yeah, knew we were going to say yeah. quest too. <laughs> he's like after they say the quest nonsense answer he's i'm going to angrily respond who do you think you are so right. Lip, who do you think you are <laughs> quest quest two youtuber i guess <laughs> yeah I, I like to think that i'm a little bit of everything but it's definitely heaviest with quest and i think the problem too is that a lot of a lot of my audience came from a PSVR tracking tips video I made, but a mm, lot of yeah. them have said since, oh, yeah, I finally upgraded and got the quest because it took PSVR so long to make something else that now most of those people, VR lovers, are now quest owners. So what can you do? 
So the next question we have here from Shafe Dog. 247 it says fourth and fifth what's your favorite food and why is it bacon and uh, <laughs> you know what I, I do super love bacon i think most people love bacon but uh, i'm gonna go with tacos for this one that's definitely my personal favorite but Ooh. i don't know Ooh. if we can if we can just say steak i think everyone's just gonna say steak right <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's not the most complex food but people love it yeah mm. so what about you guys Man. I'm not bad at having favorite things. Spaghetti used to be my favorite food. I don't know. There's too many things. Pizza. Pizza is always amazing because you can put whatever you want on it. I guess pizza. Oh, it's, like it's veggie we- pizza. It's a weird question, too, because I, I like think I don't really have a favorite either. You know, you like it. You like so many things as an adult. But as a kid, my favorite food actually was yakisoba. Mm. My mom's Japanese and she got these like they were kind of crappy packets, you know, they're, they're like the ramen style packets, but it's a yakisoba and they were so salty and so much MSG and so delicious <laughs> that as a child, I loved those. Mm. Uh, and I still enjoy it whenever I actually go back and make it once. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I see why I love this as a kid, but bacon, I, I get the appeal. Although I think the bacon movement is kind of dropping off. Epic mealtime really shot it mm. up there. And I feel like since then bacon has kind of taken a downturn. So I don't know if everybody's still loving bacon like they did 10 years ago just like epic bacon is not my favorite (laughs) (laughs) i think i think think everyone had too many baconators felt their hearts like getting all (laughs) clogged up and they're like maybe this bacon isn't a good idea (laughs) let's let's pump the brakes a little let's 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 go this down a little bit guys go some chicken and you know maybe some other meats that aren't as intense (laughs) right (laughs) well we also have a question from Jammy Rex asking, how do you want to see AI used to augment VR games and other immersive experiences? So I don't really know much about how AI is used for stuff. I I mean, I'm like looking at the AI art stuff that's going around and the controversy around that and people saying like, oh, that's infringing upon copyrighted stuff and whatnot. So that, but I don't think this is like that at all. Jay or Lipnox, do you do you guys know much? I don't know too too much about specifically what they're talking about. I do know about the the art AI things that have been going on, but I do feel like in terms of AI, I, I you go into apps like Horizons or the Rec Room or VR Chat. How great would it be to have an AI companion guide you through the opening of that game and teach mm. you how to play things? You can talk to them like they were another player but they can respond to you and give you input and tell you what you want to do. You know, you want to play, you know, all these different kinds of games. You've got that second teammate, you know, in, in VR doing an escort mission, you, you really want to feel like they're with you and what mm. better way to do that than have proper comp- or conversations. I know there's the, like, I think it's, I think it's called replica. There's the, you, this, you know, AI companion you can just have a conversation with already that you can get for side quests and I think it's on <laughs> Steam as well. And it's, you know, you can have your weird conversation. I didn't think it works that great yet. But if that's this is what we're talking about with AI, like I want my AI little buddy, you know, maybe I have like an AI pet that hangs out with me in the home hub of the quest too. I can call him over and be like a little mini Nintendogs thing that just he hangs out with me there and quest can milk me of cosmetic items or something. that's that starts down a dangerous road i wonder you know those ai apps that you can talk to i'm like how long is it before someone falls in love with one of these oh things? yeah like it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be it's gonna happen it'll be the movie her all over again <laughs> yeah yes <laughs> <laughs> and we think as humans we're so intelligent and we're so amazing but like there's already simple ai tests that were made back in the day that like I can't remember what the name of the test is, but it basically had a goal and it was trying to get you to release it out of its box or whatever it was in. That was its only goal it had to do. And like, if it does that, it's probably going to destroy the world. And every person that went up against this test, like almost instantly, just getting to know this thing a little bit, getting a little friendly, instantly let it out, even though they knew they shouldn't let it out. So I think that those things, I'm interested to see where it goes, but I think as far as VR and gaming, what this could help with, if you've been watching the movements, basically people can type into a thing, any any words they want. I want to see what the last selfie on earth looked like. That was a popular one that was going around. It looked like a post-apocalyptic world, someone taking a selfie in it. And But I think about like for developers who are creating a VR game, how much work is it to create a fantasy world? Where if you said, I want a fantasy world that has a lot of green surfaces, tall mountains, waterfalls coming off those mountains, and it populated that, and then you just went in and edited what you didn't like and change, that's a lot easier than creating a world from scratch. 
So I think yeah. for development, eventually, it will make it much easier. But that doesn't mean it's going to replace. I'm not just going to be able to say to an AI, this is the VR game I want to play, and it's going to create it. It's just going to yeah. help the developers create them faster. But whose creativity are they using to do that? That's that's the controversy that I've been seeing mm -hmm. with like the AI art that's going around. Because it's like, it's using all these images that are out there on the internet and it's using actual artists art that they've made so is it like stealing from other people to to make that is that like some other developers actual idea of what it would be and that's just now being used to create something that and they didn't give their consent for their their ideas to be used i mean I this is where I'm not a good person to ask it. This is going to get way too intense if we go far here. But I think the <laughs> I'm problem thinking is the same thing. We have, we have too much ownership already. That's the problem. Like if you draw a unicorn and you say, okay, this is my drawing. I created a unicorn. Like how many other people at the same time in the world? There's 8 billion people. How many other people thought, oh, I'm going to draw a horse with a horn and also <laughs> draw a unicorn. And then everybody tries to patent this at the same time. Like there's too many people for us to own everything the way we do. Yes, every person creates something different, puts their own unique spin. But that might be a very small difference between what they put on it and what someone else puts on it. You look at the two and you're barely going to distinguish it. So Copyright and ownership, it's going to get more complicated as there's more patents that exist in the world and more people creating things. But at some point, like everything we create is a culmination of all the things we've seen. Yeah, that's that's where I was getting at it. It's like, how is this any different from me watching a whole bunch of cartoons and being influenced by them in the mm -hmm. same way that the AI could be influenced by them? Yeah, it's just doing it much faster. I feel like so we it's... should do a discussion, like a whole discussion section on this sometime. <laughs> this is gonna I think deep. we should... <laughs> yes, we can, oh, we can like hat. research, we can have our own like arguments and do like a like a debate style. <laughs> Uh, well, to keep us from getting too off track, we were talking <laughs> about falling in love with AI. And Lip, I think you have a question along those lines. It says, when will my HMD be able to keep me warm at night? And oh, uh, honestly, I was thinking, I was like, oh, does he, do they mean like, you know, a headset you can you can wear while you sleep? But uh, apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's like if you if you wear your headset right now, the Quest 2 and you have the Bobo VR strap or, the, you know, one of those good Halo straps, you can totally get in a beanbag chair or the right kind of chair and you can sit there and you can comfortably fall fall asleep in VR chat with some random person hugging you or whatever they do in VR chat. And if that's what that's your goal, I think that covers both sides of the question. So you can do that right now. <laughs> that was such a PG version. Yeah. <laughs> so <Yes>. nice. <laughs> so they also asked, what two upcoming headsets are you most excited for? Not allowed to include PSVR 2. Rude. <laughs> so obviously the Quest 3. And then we did just get this announcement on the Vive headset. We finally, they we knew that HTC was working on something. They said, go small or go home. It was supposed to be really portable. Basically, it's a Vive XR headset, $1,400. Looks pretty much like a Quest Pro competitor. A few exactly. other features, but what we've seen, basically just a Quest Pro for $100 less from HTC. Now, it's still $1,400 is still way too expensive for your average consumer, but I am interested if they've come in under the Quest Pro, does this mean HTC will start to take back a little bit of that high-end market? I don't mm -hmm. know. So those are my two. I mean, there's the headset's supposed to be lighter too, apparently. So, mm -hmm. you know, it, it could turn out to just be such an amazing product that people rave about it and it becomes the go-to source for everyone that's doing PC VR stuff. I mean, they're already okay with paying the index price, which is basically the same thing. Uh, so, I mean, in that regard, they, they, could, they could do all right, but it literally looks exactly like it's a Quest Pro. So, I mean... And, it's, and the thing is, is it's just like, you, and this is another thing with the PlayStation VR 2 even, is all the games that I've purchased for the Quest, with a few exceptions of games that have just become like delisted or just stopped working, like the, I think there was Gar Swords of Gargantua or something, I think was one that stopped working because they took the online off or something. But, mm. uh, but like other than that kind of situation, all the games that I've purchased for my Quest, I can still use on a Quest Pro, on a Quest 3. Like they are future compatibility PSVR 2, it's, I know they, there's no way they can just easily port. The developer has to do something because they use right. completely different tracking. But it's just, that's a consideration in price tag is that even if this headset is standalone, I don't have any games for it. There, right. Unless I'm just PC games. So it's like, it, it becomes a much more, a much more expensive purchase when I already know everything I've been playing is literally already purchased on my Quest 2. 
Mm-hmm. I just That's I don't really know. I, point. I wish I wish them the best of luck, but I think they're I think you know it's going to be really hard to get anywhere unless they're just diehard focused on getting those PC VR players. Mm-hmm. For sure, and I, I I'm going to say I'm not excited for two upcoming headsets that are not PSVR two. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there are enough out there that I'm going to be like woohoo for two of them that aren't PSVR two. So yeah, the, the only one that I'd say I'm excited for is the Quest three. Because, I mean, I'm excited, like, the PSVR 2, obviously, but, like, the only one that I feel is in my future of owning in the next year is a Quest 3, so it's mm-hmm. kind of, I don't want to, don't really want to get excited for things that I can't really get, so. Right, <laughs> that makes sense. Have you played Rumble VR, and what did you think of it? And uh, if you have played it, I, I have not played it, I had no idea this game even existed, so I had to look it up before the podcast, and uh, it looks like you're, like, punching rocks and things at your opponent, some sort of one versus one. <laughs> multiplayer thing it in a lot of ways the gameplay reminded me a lot of arms which was on the uh nintendo switch and you basically you just there's it seems like you're just lunging rocks that are in front of you at your opponent and there's different moves you can unlock to do different attacks i guess so it definitely seems like super complicated rock paper scissors maybe <laughs> I, I don't know it, it looked kind of cool it's got a lot of uh, a lot of reviews on steam so it's it's got you know an audience seems so i, I don't know have you guys checked it out I looked at a video no. on it. It kind of looks like the art style of Winds and Leaves on PSVR to me, if you remember oh. that, but obviously yeah. not that chill vibe. You're like in this stadium and you have a person, you're throwing different rocks at them or discs of rocks and stuff. I don't know. It wasn't really something that looked like it would appeal to me, but it might be one of those games that you get in. And it's just so cool or fun that it surprises you. Maybe the rock physics are really interesting the way you have to like bigger rocks are heavier and you have to throw them different. I don't know. I didn't dig too far into this, but I had never heard of it either. So I wondered, is this some new thing is this some niche thing because it's i mean there with the video i looked at had like 1.4 million views on it so obviously some people know about it but i hadn't even heard a thing about it i feel like my new year's resolution should be to play more variety of vr games because i'm like yeah i have no idea what this is yeah it's tricky especially for us we've been doing like supernatural almost every day i've been doing every day and you've been doing almost every day too and so like at the end of the day you only have so much time and you only spend so much of it in vr so if you're doing a Mm -hmm. 20 or 30 minute workout every day are you going to get in and do a bunch of other gaming too it gets tricky that, that speaks to how we need headsets to be a little more approachable, comfortable, and easy to get in and out of. Yes, for sure. But if you need sustenance while you're doing that, now uh, what's the yes. next question? So we have our last question from Jamie Rex. Uh, Jamie Rex gave us a lot of great questions for this episode. And this is <laughs> not related to VR, but I like this question. Asking, how do I make my black bean brownies not suck? And so <laughs> I was actually going to make some black bean brownies yesterday and see if I could make them not suck, but then I didn't. But I found a black bean recipe that's really highly rated on chocolatecoveredkatie.com. I just Googled it and it has a lot of ratings that say it's good. So I'm hoping that maybe it's actually good. So maybe you just had bad recipes. I don't know. I also looked at different recipes and they looked very similar to this one. So maybe black bean brownies are just always going to suck. But I'm definitely going to make a couple different recipes. And I love brownies. So I'm not going to be a person that's like, oh, this healthy brownie recipe is great when it actually sucks. So I will definitely get back to you in the next episode and see if I can figure out an answer to this. Uh, Yeah, I I feel like as someone who's been somewhat gluten-free over several years. I've tried a lot of weird stuff and bean flour is something that people say is a decent replacement for texture. No, but the flavor is awful. It always comes through. It's just uh, maybe if it's like gummy. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe if you were (laughs) making tortillas that you were going to then use with beans, but corn tortillas are gluten-free anyways. So like bean flour, the taste of beans doesn't go in every. So when you think Mm -hmm. of a brownie, like that seems like the worst kind of flour you could make it with to me. I don't know. Maybe but it's not black bean flour. It's just black beans in the brownies. In the brownies, like that just sounds actual, horrible. That like, sounds horrible. I, I I've heard of this. I don't think I've made it before. But I I'm gonna make them. I'm gonna make them today. I'm going to the store right after this and get all the stuff. I'm gonna make these Ew. and we'll talk about it next week and <laughs> see. Ew. Yeah, I mean, I my brother is a vegetarian, so anytime he comes over, we have to make you know vegetarian styled meals. So I've definitely tried some things. They were they, everything I tried was good, but uh, black bean doesn't seem like a ingredient for brownies. 
<laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a decent meat replacement and stuff like yeah. Taco Bell added that black whole black bean lineup for mm -hmm. vegetarians. And it's actually pretty good, even in comparison mm -hmm. to their normal beans, like because it's got a little spice, a little mm -hmm. kick. Yeah. But brownies. Blah. <laughs> Last question. Chili's 94 asks with ebooks, PDF files, stuff being used in schools more and more. When can we expect VR to actually be used in college accredited classes? Mm. Now it's been a long time since I went to college and VR wasn't really a thing back then, at least a public thing, but I can tell you already Kaylee who used to come on the podcast a lot. She did her final project about VR to finish university as they call it over there. <laughs> If you watch Disco VR, Tetiana VR, whatever she goes by, uh, I know she did her PhD thesis on something to do with VR. I'm not sure exactly how she applied it or what she wrote it on, but it was about VR. So I think it's being taken more seriously as a technology. But the problem mm -hmm. for a lot of schools is also just buying that many more headsets yeah, for a class. It's it's a lot of cost. So mm -hmm. I don't know. Lip, do you know of anything, any colleges? Have you heard about anything like this going there's, on? There's there's a ton of these apps on SideQuest. Like there's a ton of them. There's like all sorts of mostly, it seems mostly about uh, like health things, like being a doctor or being a nurse mm -hmm. and things like that. Uh, there was one that was like uh, one of those like things that like cut the wood for you. Like you could literally run this machine that would like in VR cut the wood and it was the full machine, all the functions worked. I was like, who made this? Like, this is surprisingly compl complicated just to throw it on side quest for 100, 200 people to mess with. But uh, I think the main one is there's an app called Engage and it is on the, on the full Oculus store. You can download it for free, but it's basically its entire purpose of existing is all around education. You can literally do courses in this, like it's like it's like its own like metaverse type of app where it's all social. But you can go in and do full classes where they've got, you know, they've recorded the VR presentation of someone in VR doing all the things and you're watching them do those things, you know, in the game act like in the game itself. Uh, so there's a lot of like practicality in that. And I know that 100 cool. percent is used in uh, in col college accredited classes. So cool. So it's I would love to see more VR, especially as an alternative to like the traditional like online learning that we've seen where you just like where it's so varied. Sometimes there's like lecture videos. Sometimes there's not. Sometimes you're just like reading from your book and doing tests and there's nothing on top of that. So I think it would be really nice to have VR stuff where you're actually interacting and learning. And we've seen because Jay and I tried out the Immerse app, which is a Spanish language learning app. And it was really cool. I felt like it really helped with retention of learning and remembering things because you're actually doing stuff in an environment with others. So it's a lot better than just trying to like memorize things on your own. So I'm excited for that application of VR and I hope we see see that take off more. Yeah, it's definitely something that I'm interested in seeing schools use more because it's an amazing learning tool. And once schools adopt it, then mass adoption happens faster, just mm. like with computers and laptops and everything. But mm. we got a lot of news to talk about this week. We got to thank our sponsor, Asterian Products. They've taken care of us for such a long time now. Great partner to the podcast. They make the Asterian Aura VR headset stands. There's something on my desk here I want to show you, but it's not out yet. Something new is coming. Check them out on Amazon code full dive 10 is going to save you 10%. If you need a VR mat for the floor to keep you in place, theirs is the only one that I've ever tested. I'm comfortable being barefoot on because they use neoprene on top, like a mm. wetsuit where all the others are this rubber that my feet wants to stick to. It drives me nuts. Ooh. Check them out. Now we were going to go through a lot of this, but this, the quest two games, there's a big sale end of year, end of the year, but it ends tonight. So we're just going to go pretty quickly, give you a last couple picks yeah. in case you've been on the fence of our favorite picks. But basically until midnight on January 2nd, this stuff is all on sale. And there's a long list here that I'll leave a link to in the description if you make it to this podcast before the sale ends. But a couple top picks of mine right now into the radius. I've talked about before survival apocalypse game. It's only 15% off, but if you were going to buy it anyways, it's 2549 super hot VR, a classic 1749. That's 30% off. And then red matter Two, just the best looking game there is on quest. You got to get it just to see the visuals. It's 30% off at 2099 lip. Was there a couple on this list that were definite picks for you? I mean, uh, so I don't know about the like the, the percentage is off because it seems like it's actually not that big of a sale. But uh, mm -hmm. I super love like Bone Lab is like my favorite new game, at least of the year, because I, I played Iron Man already. Mm -hmm. uh, but Bone Lab is you need to own it. So if you can get any discount on it, it's a discount that you want to get. 
But uh, then there's also, you know, Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, which if you just got a headset, I feel like being in VR and feeling a full experience that's fully in VR, there's just none that do it any better than that game for me personally, because you go in there and you're picking up items, you're swinging the weapons, like everything, the swords, the bow and arrow, like they give you the taste of all the things and it's done in a survival way that you, you can sit there and just keep going back in and collecting more and more things. You don't even have to do the story. Gives you this sort of free roaming experience in VR that really does it for you. And then the other one, I'm just going to go with the, the best games. Resident Evil 4 is just amazing. So mm. if you are if you just got a headset, you're looking at games on sale, Resident Evil 4 is 30% off. That That's a great deal. Uh, I also do want to like throw this in here for people that are watching this after the fact. Uh, if you get a referral link for these games, you will save 25% off on those games. And it seems that if you're, at least if you're in the States, you can create these referral links and the person that creates the referral link gets some like rebate their money back on it and you save 25%. So looking at even the percentages here, you can still get 25%, maybe mm. go and ask on Facebook or if your friend has the game, see if you do that or, you know, unfortunately I'm in Canada, so I can't do the referral links, but I can use the discount if I, if I want to buy stuff. Nat, I think there's a couple on this list you like too, right? Yes. My biggest, my most favorite VR game at the moment, Demio, is on sale, twenty five percent off. It's twenty two forty nine, regularly twenty nine ninety nine, and then that price is going to go up to thirty nine ninety nine, I believe, soon yeah, after this sale. Because- so that's actually a really good deal. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good deal. Get it right now if you're listening to this. On January 2nd. Uh, And then there's also a very fun game that I really enjoy, Walkabout Mini Golf. And that one is on sale for $10.49, regularly $14.99. So that's 30% off. Great deal. Great social game. Definitely check that out. Yes. So if you're a notification squad, (laughs) you got your Get that game and get a couple (laughs) copies for your friends and gift them out while the sale's still going on. Yeah. You don't got much time, but if you got here in time. Get on it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. So our next news piece, this is a really interesting one. So the Pennsylvania Department of Corrections is testing out virtual reality programs to increase inmates' connections with their children through virtual visitation options and VR-based parenting programs. The monitored VR visits with children are intended to help ease the stress and anxiety of children visiting their parents in the oppressive prison environment, and this will include 11 experiences such as coloring in 360-degree coloring books. So this is not... I, I looked into this and it's not intended to replace like normal in-person visitation, but it's just supposed to be another option, which I think is nice because it's not, you know, it's trying to have the children have an option where they're not going, having to go to the prison to visit their parent. And they're also going to have VR parenting classes that include practicing real world scenarios like negotiating bedtime with children and things like that. So that's really nice thing too. It's using the power of VR to help with training and, you know, putting people in the actual environment, which I think is really powerful. And this pilot program is going to include assessments in late 2023 to evaluate the program's effectiveness. I think this program sounds like it could have some very positive effects. And I want to know what what you guys think. I mean, from from my perspective, I think the the best thing you can do for someone that's in prison is build towards that rehabilitation. And I think letting them still interact with their kids, if they're if they're being good in jail, if they're doing following the rules, you know, making it a good positive place, trying to get their life back on track. You know, maybe this little rewards like this, they can say, you know what, you can let's do let's do some coloring with your kids. You know, let's get this so you can be dad when you get out. You're not a stranger mm-hmm. to these kids. Mm-hmm. And I know that in a lot of cases, there's just, you know, that they just do. Maybe if, maybe if someone's got like a 10 year sentence, you know, maybe the kid visits the first time, but then they don't bring them back because it's a scary, terrifying environment to go to prison. Like it's mm-hmm. not a fun place at all. You don't want to bring your kids there. It's usually a far drive for people. And then mm-hmm. the other option is, oh, we can do the phone call, but those collect calls through prison are hugely expensive too, which now a single parent has to afford the bill because the other parent is in prison. That's not easy either. You know, this is a way you can motivate good behavior while also benefiting the kid who did nothing wrong. The kid did nothing mm-hmm. wrong. The kid just wants his dad there, or mom or whoever it is, their parent. And I, I think this is, you know, 
a, a great, great idea for that. And in terms of giving them the skills, yeah, you know what, maybe if they were the kind of parent that was shouting at their kid too much or taking other things in their life that would upset them out on the kid, you know, being taught, okay, this is the way your parents maybe taught you wasn't the right way. This is how we deal with these situations and give them the tools that they need to go back into being a parent and being a good parent and maybe mm-hmm. not whatever they were when they went into jail. Right. Yeah. What do you think, Jay? Have any thoughts? Uh, I mean, obviously prison sucks. So in prison with VR, it's <laughs> got to be a little better. But I think that we're going to start to verge on some pretty heavy ethical stuff here, too, because uh, I don't I'm interested to hear what you think about this a little bit more. Also, just from a perspective of being in Canada, because here in America, we have like the highest incarceration rate. And like, I think it's like 25 percent of the prisoners in the world are in prisons in America. It's it's just so interesting here how we treat crime, because like in states like ours, where marijuana has been legalized, there's Mm -hmm. still people in prison just who had some marijuana on them before, even though now it's no longer against the law, they're still imprisoned. Like, why weren't they released because of that? So I think obviously anything that's going to help with rehabilitation is is a huge priority. But I'm not so sure with how what we've seen of our prison system, what it does to people and how it a lot of times they Mm -hmm. come out better at crime or Mm -hmm. worse, worse in society already. Is this going to really make the change? I'm glad they're trying to find a change, but I also at least it's something. Yeah. Yeah. It's something. I think that it's also something that it sounds like it's very targeted at helping the kids Mm -hmm. and maybe helping to not have the cycle of, okay, the parent is in prison and then the kid grows up without their parents. So then Mm -hmm. they go into all these things and then they're in prison. You know, I think it's trying to, mitigate that and help you know the children grow up with something better but i i also do they say that it's supposed to not replace normal in-person visitation i think it would be helpful like lipnox was saying when you know the prison's really far away and there's just a lot of barriers to have this option but i also hope that they wouldn't you know prison is lots of shady things are going on. Like, I hope that it wouldn't become like, okay, this is your visitation now. You don't get to do in person anymore. So, but I think the ideas behind it are good. And I think it would be at least somewhat helpful or at least a step towards. So in just a response to what Jay was saying, uh, I see the United States prison system as a business where Mm. it seems that they Mm -hmm. want more people to go in because they make more money when people are in jail. Mm -hmm. Uh, In Canada, there's a huge focus on giving people second chances and arguably there's been some very light sentences for some serious crimes that people have been mm-hmm. like, I don't agree with that either. I don't mm-hmm. know where the middle piece is where, you know, we still punish people because we don't want people committing crimes, mm-hmm. but we don't just stupidly have people in prison. Like, okay, you, you smoked a joint in the eighties and you got drug charges for that. And now you're still in prison. No, that's, that's stupid. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, there's a level of common sense that just can't exist in the court systems because it's so backed up and so complicated. Right. And there's so many moving pieces. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that I don't like the way the prison system and the jailing system and the whole court system works in the States. Uh, but I can't say that I think it's perfect here either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. But on to, on to something that is not so dark though. Uh, <laughs> so we got some, Really, really cool news of yeah. this thing from Edge Magazine article that apparently they've played a demo of the Dark Pictures Switchback VR, which is apparently in the same vein as series as, well, the same developers as Russia Blood and as uh, Until Dawn. I guess Until Dawn and Russia Blood are the same thing, but this is sort of its own separate franchise. It's still the same developers and still the same basic concept. But honestly, the thing that got me excited about this is they have this new feature where apparently it says that during the game, there's a door with the words don't blink painted on them. And then the door opens up filled with mannequins in Harlequin masks. Basically, (laughs) I'm picturing there's this game Condemned Criminal Origins that was for the Xbox 360. And there's a scene, you're in the mall and you're downstairs and it flashes black. And then suddenly the mannequins are all around you then flash back and they're somewhere else. And I see this (laughs) as don't blink because if you blink, those mannequins will be anywhere <laughs> crazy. And you're just, you are, your, your guys are going to be like, no, can't blink, can't blink, can't blink. Cause as soon as you do craziness is going to happen. And when it comes to a horror game, I mean, how perfect is that? How perfect mm-hmm. is that? You know, we, we play games our whole lives and there's so rarely such major innovations to do something just crazy off the wall like this. Couldn't be more excited. Can't wait till I can play games that 
take a, take these features in consideration. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think that you know eye tracking in general is is just something that is going to really take VR to that next level that we've been mm. needing to go to. I feel like it's as big a deal as having 360 degree tracking in the first place. Uh, I think that you know this is sort of a gimmicky type of thing, but it's super cool. And it really just opens up the idea of they're going to be able to do really cool things with this this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. This is this is PSVR two. We're talking Switchback is a yeah, launch title yeah. for it, and this is why I'm excited about PSVR two. Yes, yeah. Quest does compelling VR. You can put it on and off. It's wireless. But since PSVR one, even there has not been a degree of innovation in VR that shocks me anymore. Every mm-hmm. game I put on, I'm like, I can know what to expect. This game's going to either have ragdoll physics or I'm going to have a gun in each hand, whatever, whatever. VR is yeah. amazing, but I've gotten used to all that. PSVR 1, you picked up a freaking dandelion in Astrobot and blew the leaves off of it. So- Why was PSVR one of the only games to ever do that when every headset has a microphone on it? Mm-hmm. Almost every headset can do this. And yet, Gary the Gull, dumbest whatever on psvr you talked to this thing and it responded to your actual speech why do we see so little of those innovations now here we have psvr 2 with eye tracking thinking how do we use this in a cool game way not just Mm -hmm. for fovead rendering to make it run better how do we use this to truly change a game because there's games that have tried this resident evil 7 you turned your head and turned it back and then these mannequins move or change but the thought of actually just blinking like that is truly terrifying because in in something where you turn your head away that's a pretty big motion but having to think Mm -hmm. about oh i naturally blink all the time but yet you blink and you open your eyes and you're in something different i think about if batman arkham asylum in the final scene had used this instead of like having to turn around and around that would have been so mind-bending I think this is amazing. Yeah, I'm really excited for this. And I also, the thing that my mind went to also is applications for increasing access to people that maybe only have one hand to use Mm -hmm. or no hands to use, you know, like just increasing access for people that can't use controllers. So that's really cool. Like this could be used. I mean, that would be a lot of work, but there could be options for people that, maybe can just blink and they could play the game. That's mm-hmm. really, I, I love the idea of that. Yeah, it's that's eye tracking is going to open up a lot and we haven't really thought about what all it can do yet. I like that PSVR 2 is thinking about this because like oh, Firewall Ultra, which is a follow-up to Firewall PS4, they're going to have it. So instead of having to like hold down B and then move your joystick to choose a four different guns in a grid, you just use your eyes. Just boom, look to this gun and you get your, your you get the gun in your hand now. Little things like that can not only make it more accessible to people who don't have the mobility options that we fortunately have, but also it can just make gameplay faster, more intuitive. Mm-hmm. Demio mm-hmm. is going to use it to let you pick your options in the menus instead of having to like point with your finger to try and do it. Because if you've been in VR long enough, you know, no two freaking controllers ever aim the damn pointer in the same spot. So Mm -hmm. every time I'm in a new game, I have to like see where is this pointer in relation to my controller and then aim my pointer. I can just Mm -hmm. look with my eyes and choose it. That's so much faster. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Got me real excited. excited. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be crazy. It is. And that's why we're excited for the games of PSVR 2. We got some games to talk about that we've been checking out lately. Mm -hmm. One last time, I got to tell you, AsterianProducts.com. Check them out. They've got so many great accessories and code full dive. One word still gets you $5 off any order, $19.99 or more. So if you're avoiding Amazon or you like to get directly from the source, that's actually a better deal than you're going to get on Amazon with our code. So go straight to there. Check them out if you want. Lip, you tried Luna episode one before. I finally tried it because I saw this was on like free games for people out there who've never heard of this. It's kind of like a cinematic experience. You are an Android in a post-apocalypse. You meet this young girl who's, you know, her parents, she's been separated from them, but the game uses speech recognition. It'll give Mm. you different options that you can say to her. You say the option out loud. She responds to that, and it can actually even affect how the game kind of plays out. It's on App Lab. It's free for chapter one. There's five chapters, but the whole game is called episode one. I don't know if episode two is coming. <laughs> it's been a while. Did you play just chapter one or did you end up paying the dollar ninety nine to unlock the rest and play the whole thing? So, so I actually played this like a year ago mm-hmm. and it was the only thing that existed was the free thing. There was no paid. Anyway. Oh, but basically, you know, when I when I played through it, it had crazy good graphics, mm-hmm. seemed like great storytelling. 
And and you can yeah you can do the speaking. You can also still point if you don't want to speak. So don't like if you don't want to talk to your game. You don't don't deter that from trying this out. It's literally for free. But mm-hmm. the thing with this game that just if I call it a game, but the thing with this experience that really took me to the place that it wanted me to go to was the fact that so many of these 360 video things, whether it's trying to be a movie in VR, they just go so intense on using live action actors and it looks blurry in the headset. I don't get into it at all and everything feels just not genuine and fake. Mm -hmm. This felt like I was in a story. Mm -hmm. I was part of the story. I was watching the story unfold in front of me. And it's got this like weird post-apocalyptic thing that's going along. And I just felt like, this is, a, this is the kind of story that I wanted to keep playing. I wanted to find out what happens next. What happens next? You know, I, I thought it was really good. Everything looked good. Mm-hmm. The, the one thing I will say, though, my only concern with this game uh, would be this. Okay, we've got five episodes. How long are we waiting for these episodes? Are you going to get invested in this story that maybe doesn't even get its final episode released? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, would, that would be my one concern. But yeah. I don't know, you, did you guys check this one out? Yeah. So we paid the $1.99 to play through the whole episode one. It doesn't look right now like there's any indication of an episode two, but the game or it is more like an experience. You do have a little bit of interacting, but it is, it really pulls you in. It is very emotional. It, it's just great storytelling. And I, I think it's a great example of what VR can do with storytelling and how it can really touch your heart. I, this, the little girl, it's like, you just want to take care of her. And I had a hard time because you're an Android. And I was like, I just want to give this little girl a hug or pat her on the head and you can't really do it. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, one little issue. Sorry. One little issue I did run into is the voice recognition thing, which I wanted to actually do like the talking. I didn't want to press on the thing because I felt like you get more into it. It's more immersive if you're doing the talking. But I don't know if I just talked too low pitch at the beginning when it's like recognizing your voice. But I found a couple times when I tried to talk a little more like, oh, hello. It didn't recognize my voice. So I had to be like, hello. (laughs) (laughs) So you have to kind of have around the same pitch that you had when you when you did the first like, yes, or all right, or something at the beginning. It did seem like as I went on, it had an easier time recognizing my voice. But I think if you do a lot of like, if your voice goes up and down a lot when you're talking like mine does, it might have a little bit more of a hard time. Yeah, it's so apparently when you tried it, you said it was like a year ago, Lip, it was only chapter one of episode one. So when we (laughs) opened it up, we only tried this this last week. I'd never tried before. It's still episode one, but there's five chapters. Mm-hmm. Chapter one is free. Chapters two through <laughs> five are a one ninety nine for all of them. A dollar ninety nine unlocks the entire rest of the game. So uh, okay. that actually gives me hope because I thought when I saw your video that that the whole thing was available back then and nothing has come out since. So that tells me they've updated at least mm-hmm. four more chapters since this has come out. I don't know how many chapters episode one is going to be. We reached out to the developer. We want to have them on the podcast and talk to yeah. them. But I've got to say. I stuck through this thing, even through some glitches, which I'll get to some. Yeah. Some almost game breaking glitches. Yeah. Thank goodness there's chapters because then you can just restart the last chapter you were on. But I stuck through because I was so invested in this. I was talking. And I mean, I would even say to go as far as like maybe acting isn't the right word, but I was trying my best to talk to this as this was an actual person and like really live through this. And this thing is an emotional roller coaster. It really is. Like if you've only played (laughs) chapter one, I would say go back and play through the rest. I oh, yeah. actually completely lost it at the end of chapter four. I think like it's been a long time since a video game has made me cry. And like, that was like, whew, it got I'm heavy. Cry just thinking about it. I cried like a <laughs> million times. I was crying like the whole time. <laughs> You're crying the whole time you played it. I mean, <laughs> it, it definitely, the storytelling, the voice acting is actually pretty good. It is. Following the attacks by the androids in district four, the government has declared martial law. The, yes. And of course, then you are the other voice. You are speaking yeah. to this thing. And I think mm-hmm. if you're like, oh, it's easier to point and click, I would try at least try the talking. See if you can get it to work fine for you. Because for mm-hmm. me, it really added to it. And the only thing yeah. that messed it up was there was a few things like if there's items that you have to grab and interact with. And then some of them, if you don't grab it and hang on to it really well and then put it to where it's meant to go, it'll get stuck in between the two positions. Mm-hmm. And it and won't. there's continue. nothing you can do. 
You can't yeah. like hit restart. You can't, there's nothing. You have to quit, figure out which chapter you were on and go back to that chapter. And I mean, it was in the final chapter. I think it was the final chapter where there was one thing that kept breaking on me. And I restarted that game. I almost restarted that chapter like seven times. Cause I was like, I'm going to finish this. I want to know this story. <laughs> yeah. That's how much mm -hmm. I cared. And I kept yeah. fighting through those glitches. So they need mm -hmm. to fix those glitches. It is on app lab. So you expect some glitches, but yeah. man, the ride this thing took me on emotionally. Oh, yeah through the end it was very intense and it's mm -hmm. i don't think since the walking dead telltale games episode yeah. one have i felt like this much emotion in a video game and mm -hmm. that says a lot because that game like if you ever look up a compilation of people oh reacting to the end on youtube <laughs> everyone's crying at the end of that yeah. that was intense mm -hmm. yeah i I really like seeing this is the kind of freaking game I want to see more of. I want to see more of the innovations, more of like voice, voice recognition, eye tracking, that kind of stuff that's just different than what you see. I want to see things that pull you in. I want to see good storytelling. And I, I this was just such a good example of that. And I love how the voice recognition really brings you into the game. You're really a character. It's almost like it's not like improv. But it's kind of going towards that. It's like you're actually in it. You are this character and it that brings it in even more. It's even more immersive and just helps you connect more with the world and the characters. So yeah. I, I loved it. It was great. You choose your it gives you it's only two options, but you choose your name that she's going to then call you for the game. I didn't even know that there was more stuff released on this. I found this so long ago. When you mentioned, it, I was like, "Oh, that, I remember that game. That was a cool, cool little experience." So I'm, I'm actually getting super stoked about playing this now. Mm -hmm. Just yeah, ninety nine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. It's a the price great is right. Price too. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, this last week I was testing a head strap out randomly, and I needed to try it in something like golf where you had to lean forward a lot. And editor John jumped in and helped me. But then he asked me, "Is there good pool games like?" shooting pool games in VR. And I was like, man, I haven't played one since sports bar VR, but I think lip you had tried one of the newer ones at least. So I wanted to hear how have they gotten better? What are they like now? So, so I actually did. I love sports bar weirdly enough. It's like a <laughs> hidden gem for me from PSVR. I know it's got weird janky elements all over it. The movement system is atrocious, but <laughs> I remember, I remember liking it. I remember thinking this is a cool, a cool game. And I think it was only like eight bucks or something dirt cheap. So I, you know, for me at that point, PSVR only, I was just wanting a environment to hang out in. The pool worked all right, but I've tried to, I've actually tried out two, two new pool games. And one of them was like black tops pool or something. And honestly it was, it was all right. But the one that I'm really excited about, the one that I would a hundred percent recommend would be forever pool. And it's from Forever Games. They've done bowling, they've done darts, and they've done cornhole already. So this is their this is their fourth game in this in this franchise of games. And again, they they nail it as a social game that you can hang out in. There's YouTube player. There's cameras you can take pictures of each other, and and all the things to just sort of hang out. They've literally taken this one to a deep deep level. There's literally mini arcades you can actually play while people are playing pool. You can play like just little mini type of like flappy bird type of things. But the second level you go into is literally an arcade full of, I think there's like six different ones you could play. And I thought that was just, oh, I mean, we came to play pool and now I've got all these other things to mess around with. So, you know, if people are taking a long time, you can go play whatever and still hang out with them. But when you get into the pool part itself, the most important thing, there is a ton, a ton of cues, tons of different elements to how you can customize your, your setup. But when you go in there, it all really just comes down to great controls and just super simplified pool. It doesn't try mm -hmm. to make it overly complicated. It's going to show you this is where the ball is going to go if you hit this. Like, you know, all the ones that I've played on consoles before that I like to play. You know, mm -hmm. I need a little bit of guidance. I'm not, you know, I just can't blind shot these things and have them work out for me. But the, the way they let you just lock on to the position you want to do move the thing up and down all around, you know, you can literally spin around the whole thing. Like the controls actually change when you're in the take a shot mode, you can do full smooth locomotion the rest of the time. Uh, but once you get into that in, in the pool thing, it, it, you know, you teleport to where you want to be taking the shot from. And then it has like a whole spinning thing. And the first time I went into it, I was like, why did it, why are they forcing this control on me? I don't need <laughs> teleport controls. But then I realized, okay, this is clearly a need to do thing. And uh, playing the other pool games, you can definitely see why they needed to do this. So they've taken the extra effort to make this 
this work. Uh, I think that if I were to go and say, you know, what new games that have come out in the last year, you know, I would recommend the most. This would definitely be one of the ones because VR and Quest 2, you want social and you want fun games and you want to do things that aren't going to stress everyone out. And sure, you could go and make the most realistic pool game ever that has no guidance, no help of any kind, but you're never going to find any friends play with you. You know, this is the perfect kind of game to be like, if you think you kind of like pool, you know, if you're you're the kind of person that if people are playing pool at the bar, you're like, yeah, I'll play play some pool with you. You know, it's I think the game's like 20 bucks and it's great. And if you own other forever games, there's a whole bunch of free unlockables. They give you a ton of free currency in the game. So it's it's definitely definitely a yay for me. And and of course, the forever games never give me motion sickness. So that's that's not mm-hmm. a thing. But it's yeah, I would definitely say that uh, this would be the one to check out. Now, there's something important to know about pool games, and they're like the most major culprit, actually, of VR accidents, because people always try to lean (laughs) on the pool table, because you do that in real life to get your shot. You ever had any close calls with the pool games? Uh, Admittedly, I was standing, or I was sitting down for, I think, all of them, except for the sports bar one, and uh, I never had an issue with that. I I will say, though, uh, I forget which game it was specifically. It might have been sports bar, but uh, there was a bowling game. And uh, and I went and I was, I was on the PlayStation VR, PlayStation Move controllers. I went down to do the bowling motion, and my dog thought I was coming to pet him. Oh no! <laughs> runs over oh. and gets a Move controller in the side, and, uh, and then oh, Greg Elmson, no. I was like, "Oh my! Oh my! Pull, pull the headset off. You feel okay? Like oh. you, can't, you can't see the animals, and it, you know, right. on PSVR, there was no way of seeing outside of that headset. They give you a nice mm-hmm. immersive." window of vr but uh i never had any issue with the pool thing and i and i honestly like you know i definitely can see someone leaning on something you know like mm-hmm. a you know especially if you're in like vr chat or something and you're you know you're on you have like a ledge thing and you're like pretending to lean on it but i think uh, i think i'd have to be pretty intoxicated for that to happen to me <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, it definitely can happen. Uh, I appreciate it. I'll give that over to John because I know he was interested in trying one. I'll have to let him know that one's definitely a good one to do. And if you're out there and you have some other game suggestions for us to play, or obviously if you have questions for our Q&A, we went through a lot of them this time. We we need more questions. Yeah, we need. We love the question (laughs) section. It's actually become one of our favorite parts. So hit us up with more questions on the Discord server. Then you can help, you know, steer the future of the podcast. We love that when you tell us, hey, I want you to come check this out for me so I know what to expect. If you want to take it a step further, you can become a patron on Patreon. We have enough patrons now that's covering a lot of our costs, which is amazing. And if you're here watching us, you can see, you know, I put up trailers and stuff. I do actually quite a bit more editing probably than I should to the podcast, just make it more visually pleasing. So if you've been missing out on that by listening, feel free to stop by sometime and see it. And of course, vice versa. But I gotta and you can say, see kitties. Yeah, we've had cats yeah, all over <laughs> us. <laughs> I, I will say, I've been, I've been, I check out the episodes after they get posted, and I'm always blown away at how much effort Jay puts into editing these things. Because <laughs> you know, there's not a, he, a lot of people listen to the podcast. Not mm-hmm. as many people are watching the YouTube version. But you, if you're just listening, you got to check out some of these video versions because it's, it's really good. He's got <laughs> footage for all the things. Oh well, I appreciate that. Now I'm gonna have to put in more effort. Now you said that though. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, thank you so much for being out here and listening. And remember, when it comes to VR, it's time to... Dive on in. Dive on in.